Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head that makes you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or magic being cynical. Muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9 11? You know what they say, don't you? Oh, I bet it sucks. Muggins makes the heart grow creamy. <laughs> oh, is it out of Muggins out of cream? Like, I really feel like we need a new introduction. Well, you've come up with something I've been carrying this podcast into. Yeah, no, no, years, look, yes. I agree. I agree with you. First of all, I hear. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, Second of all, yes, I agree with you that maybe I need to come up with something. But you don't give me any time to introduce a podcast. You sit there smugly in the fucking elevator with your phone notes being like, oh, man, I've got loads of idioms that are fucking dead good. Do you think I make notes? What? I quickly come up with shit off the, off the top. I was being very sarcastic. It's very obvious that you I don't, I don't know how my mind works sometimes. Which is an early muggle corner, wasn't it? We oh. put an early muggle corner for people that say, I don't know how my mind yeah, works. Yeah, they'll do something it's, incredibly... It's a special thing. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, off your muggle. Honestly, I'm proper crazy at me at points. Oh, oh. I, just, I, just, I don't know where my mind goes. Oh. Just come up with this stuff, top of my head. I, sometimes, sometimes. I, I, just, just, I just keep talking. My brain's not going, but my I, lips are. And I'm like, what am I saying? People are laughing. I'm like, that was just freshly squeezed. I'm a, pa- I'm a passenger too. I know. I'm just a freshly squeezed freshly banner from the tree that's me. <laughs> freshly squeezed. <laughs> Did you just think of that? Uh, I don't know what I'm like sometimes. <laughs> oh, uh, i tell you the number when, uh, when I first started hanging out with Natalie. She thought... Um, who? Oh, yeah, who? <laughs> <laughs> name rings a bell. <laughs> this one. Um, well, I'd know. Explain that. Go on. Rings a bell. All right. That's a bell in it. Oh, I thought you meant because you're a bell end and she phones you from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> that, makes more, that makes more sense. <laughs> she does ring a bell. Yeah. Every, it, every time I said something sharp and quick, she would be like, uh, how long have you been waiting to tell that? But it would be like... Oh, that's the worst it would thing. Be like, so specific. <laughs> that's the worst. I, that's one of the things. Like, see, see when you meet people who, like, they know you're comedians and you're not, like, best friends with them yet, but you get into it, but they've got that weariness around you where they think everything you're going to say is a joke. And, yeah, everything I say is a joke because I'm not actually a hilarious human being. But, but, but they'll be like, oh, you try one of my bits on you? And I was like, well... Kind of. <laughs> like, it wasn't a bit until you laughed, but the fact that you laughed, and I was like, fact, that could be a bit. I've <laughs> I can, honestly reckoned... You've just been used. I've missed, like, three shows worth of material because I've said something funny in conversation and I just haven't had the balls to just write it down then and there. Left like, it, uh, my like, I, I think that's fine, though. Like, that's why I, I, stress about, um, I stress about the fringe in July because I've got to start catching me thoughts before the loss to the ether. I've got to, like, fuck, I need to get this down. I've got a short array. But, like, at this point now where we're just on tour and stuff, there's so many funny shit that, like, that happens where we're on a night out and we'll be making each other laugh and we don't jot it down. We don't, like, spoil the moment to get your notes uh, out. Yeah, that's why we have a podcast. So we can tell you all the unfunny things that don't make it to a show. <laughs> For example... Uh, we've just started our European tour since the last time we spoke to you. Uh, first off, huge thank you to everyone in Prague, Vienna, Bratislava. and Bratislava. I have an apology to make to the people in uh, Vienna in a second, but we'll start off in uh, Prague. Now, for years and years and years, people have said to me, Prague's a beautiful city, right? Now, given we don't see much of the city when we're there, and what I have seen has only been the sort of bars and stuff. And I was like, is that a beautiful city? Or is this just something old people say? But this was the first time we've ever not got a train into Prague. We've flown in and then we're driven through Prague to the airport. 
I take back everything I said. Fuck, that's a beautiful city. <laughs> oh, I felt like so beautiful. I felt muggly. Like so beautiful. Like we were driving in, and I was reading my book. Very interesting book. A book I'm thoroughly enjoying. I'm going through the Wheel of Time series. Right, I'm loving every page. But I just look up and I'm like, and I properly the most muggly way. Turned off my Kindle and just turned my shoulders around, put my hands on my legs, and just admired the scenery going by. I thought you were in a huff. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did, you fucking sensitive cunt. <laughs> so we did the uh, show in Prague, which is, as always, uh, just a fucking joyous gig in Prague. Oh, that's um, so cool. Uh, like, uh, fucking, I just love, like, don't get me wrong, I've been enjoying the UK tour, but there's such a level up with the European tour because of their. They're deprived from they don't, comedy. Like, like if the we, people that watch us in, in, like, say, wherever, that's in Nice Gigs in Inverness and Aberdeen, yes, yeah. they're enjoying the show, but yeah. yes, they've all, already seen Ian Stillen and Chris yeah. Ramsey and John Richardson. When we, when and we they've do, seen a bunch of comics. When we do Lincoln on a Wednesday, a great crowd who we love and have a great show in front of, they've probably seen three or four shows in the past yeah, two months. Yeah, they're comedy lovers. They're comedy lovers, so they come to all these shows. Uh, we had a guy in Warwick who'd seen four shows that week and then he'd come to ours on the Friday where it is here it's like what was the last comedy show you saw? you last year there's nothing <laughs> on <laughs> yeah, the fourth show we've seen I feel like we're really like we've it's, seen you four times it's kind of like, we are absolutely taking advantage and also it's slightly abusive like we're just not letting them see other people we're fucking around oh we're sleeping behind Prague's back oh mate next day I was in a different audience <laughs> I was yeah. in a new country in a new venue doing the same I was telling them the same things I told Prague Prague's got no idea Prague's just sat there being like god I can't wait to see Sloss next year <laughs> meanwhile me Sticking my dick in anything. Vienna. Catching oh, all Vienna, the Bratislava. Um, but while we were in Prague, this is not something that is funny, but it is one of the greatest moments of my life. Some listeners may remember uh, a couple of years ago a story we told where, um, I can't remember what hotel we were in, but you were making a peanut butter sandwich, and I, just being the asshole I am, saw you making the peanut butter sandwich, and I went, make me a peanut butter sandwich right now. Because obviously Kai was going to make me one, but it's a fun thing you do. Whenever one of us is about to do something, we'll tell the other person to do that thing because even though you were going to do it, you begrudgingly do it because it's like, you'll be like, clearly about to get up for a shower. And I'll be like, go and have a shower. And you'll be like, oh, I, no, need, I, I need a shower, but I don't want to be busted around. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll clearly get up and go piss. He's like, go have a piss before you go on stage. And I'll be like, no, nah, I'm holding it in. No, hold it. Like, I won't be told what to do. So. I'm on my phone, you make me a sandwich, we well, make yourself a sandwich, I ask unpolitely for one, and then I'm on my phone and you just fucking harl it at me. And well, because I, I just, the, the sandwich I was busy making for myself, you said, give me it now. And I was like, you want it now? Fucking overarm, pitched it at you. <laughs> yeah. I pitched it at you. Probably. It was meant to stick to your face. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, I could have lost an eye, but with cat-like reflexes that I can't even explain myself, right, literally just went up and caught it midair, still looking at my phone, and then took a bite out of it. And the only thing Kai said to me after 30 seconds of stunned silence was, I'm never going to tell this story. Because <laughs> it was too impressive. I'm going to deny it. It actually took me over a year before we even, like, year. Before I even just let you have it. So uh, the other day when we were in Prague, uh, when we were meeting all of our uh, lovely fans afterwards, big shout out to the same couple that every year bring us weed and smoke with us outside. Oh, you, they are great. They're the fucking greatest, those two fans. Um, 
every year they just bring us a fucking spliff. They they queue up like everyone else. We and see yeah, them have a hug at forty, and they'll go. We're outside if you want a spliff. Yeah, and they'll just go. We're outside, you know where they are, and there's no rush. And they are they're the best. But one of our other fans brought us uh, two bouncy balls. Just because they were like trying to sign the bouncy balls, couldn't sign the bouncy balls because the pens were shit. So they, she was like, "Just have the bouncy balls." We then go for uh, a couple of drinks with one of your friends, my mate Simon Story. Shout out, played rugby with him back in the day, and uh, his uh, lovely uh, Czech fiance, girl, fiance, yeah. and then also a Seven lovely Czech, uh, uh, another Czech guy who we just met there who came out for a couple of drinks. And there was an empty pint glass on the table. So I just beer start beer ponging it with the bouncy ball, just doing all these shots. Yeah, we're taking turns and having shots. Some we're hitting it. And the thing is, like a yard away, there's nothing impressive about the shots. It's in the table that we're sat on. Yeah, there's you nothing know? impressive. It's, but we're trying to bounce it or whatever. But me being a fucking legend, just go. It's time for a trick shot. And behind my back, I throw the ball over my head, and it misses the entire table and goes down all of Bounces the stairs. off the floor. Rattles off the banisters and just disappears over the bar. Yeah, down the stairs to where the bar is. And I'm like, and everyone laughs at me and I'm like, oh, that's fine. Ha uh-huh, loser. We sit, we drink, we have a chat for a while. We made a really, really big fussy of missing as well. Yeah. I was like, just that shatter point in your life, that sliding doors, if that landed, there would have been a moment where we're like, fucking hell, Daniel's good. Oh, I, but now we're just going, wait, oh, you missed fucking it. cocky bullshit artist just oh, trying to wing it all oh, the time. Trying to save yourself cool, you absolutely fucked it up. And, you know, I take the ribbing that I rightfully deserve. And as we go down the bar to leave, one of the bartender goes, who threw that? Uh, <laughs> one of the bartender goes, who threw this? And lifts up a small cup with the bouncy ball in it. Well, it's literally just a, a one cup on its own next to the sink. Yeah. Right? Part of behind the, the bar. Behind the bar. It bounced all the way down the stairs, bounced over the bar, into the glass. And him and his mate had just been like, fuck, that was an impressive shot. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Simon just uh, take it back. Aye. <laughs> pretty, pretty good, actually. And I would just like to publicly clarify that I absolutely meant that shot. Yeah, but there was a point where you went to the toilet. Like, are you that much of an egocentric? No, d- no, I, like, I, you could have went, hey, barman. <laughs> totally agree with you. But to next that, the toilets were upstairs, the bars downstairs. This is true. This is so, true. fully understand where you're coming but, from. But, like, I didn't watch you at the toilet. You could easily just, like. Yeah, you did. What? Whenever I leave a room, you're always checking me out. <laughs> like, like a dog when the owner leaves the house. Yeah, like, you know, the dog upstairs. Just there. checking the my ass. The don't know how much the dog cries in the house oh. of yours. Oh. And the dog's whining all the time. That's what I'm like when you leave. Oh, my God. That fucking neighbor's dog. I've thought of killing so many times. My neighbors are lovely. and They I don't make, know their dog cries. They don't know their dog cries when uh, they're away. And this they're is not, the conundrum. You can't bring it up. I can't. Because if because they're not they're not abusive. I cannot clarify this enough. That dog loves them. They are so good to that dog. It's so well treated. It misses they, them. They, they are, it misses them. And they are the nicest neighbors. I don't have a bad word to say about them. They are the kindest people in the world. But when they're away, their dog cries. And it's a stupid dog, so it hasn't worked out that crying does nothing. And can you imagine? You just went, hey, I don't know if you know, but your dog's making a lot of noise for the day. And, and they're like, like, oh, do you want to talk about August, cunt? Yeah, what about, the fucking, what about when you had 50 people in your house for the McGregor fight? Yeah, I can't bring anything up because they are so patient with all of the fucking dumbass shit I do. No. There has been times when I've just considered just throwing chocolate into the garden. <laughs> and I'm just like... <laughs> just make it ill, give it a dicky tummy. No, uh, and then we went to uh, Vienna again. Another one. We've got a lot of things to discuss about Vienna. But first and foremost, uh, I would like to uh, personally apologise. 
Mo and Ray. So Mo and Ray are two uh, big fans of ours. They've been to every show we've done in Austria. And uh, three years ago, they grew a strain of marijuana called the Sloss Express. Like they literally. So grew we're watching your YouTube videos while getting high on it for the first time. Yeah. On the first harvest of that batch. They and then they named after me. So there's a straight away that they've named after me. And every year after the show, they're the perfect fans. They turn up, they say hello, and then after the show, we always go for joints with them, and we always want to go for drinks with them. But when we're in Europe, unlike on the UK tour, we have to... Uh, ev- ev- promoters have been working on our, our European sh- shows for three months. So every new city we go to, we've got a whole bunch of people to thank and drink with and hang out with. It's like a family in another land. So after the show, we were having drinks with uh, Liddy and Normie. And, uh, they are the best. They are the best. And everyone in Vienna is the best. So we tell uh, fucking Mo and Ray that we'll meet them at a bar... And we're down there drinking, and... Flanagan's. Flanagan's is where we're going now. We're very, very excited for Flanagan's. I just, uh, for how excited I was about Flanagan's, I got so high on this strain of weed, right, that um, when you said, oh, we're just going to drop our bags off and then go to Flanagan's... You got irrationally excited. I got irrationally excited because I hadn't quite heard what you said, and I was in a bit of a zone of my own, right? I was just in this fucking high world of my own where I'm not really tuned in to what's going on around. And you went, we're going to drop our bags off and go to Flanagan's. And I jumped out of my seat with the most excitement. I just went, oh, mint! Flanagan's! <laughs> Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I think. Sorry, my brain, my brain pitched us the wrong response. <laughs> it should have been. Oh, cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That that's a good idea. Go. That's a good idea. Drop our bags off because we don't want to take our bags or our laptops and shit at Flanagan's. So it should have been rational, but I was just like, oh, mint. <laughs> it all set you back. You were just looking at this thing. I just had a guy. Oh, sorry, dude. That was the wrong response. <laughs> and I was like, I'm very aware. That's why I've been taking the piss out of you for the past ten minutes. So oh, we, we come back and uh, Mo and Ray, the Sloss Express is very strong marijuana. Like so we were out smoking right. with them. They were like, do you want the normal one or do you want the killer one? And I was like, we'll smoke two of the normal ones now. And after Flanagan's, we'll smoke the killer one and we'll go back to bed. And they're like, great. We have a lovely chat with the boys. Uh, another fan of ours, Paul over there. And I can't remember. Um, it was the first time I'd met the girl, but she was nice. Uh, and we were like, we've got to go in and, you know, drink with Lydia and Normie and thank them. And they're, as always, they're like, of course, we'll meet you at Flanagan's, right? They know the drill. We disappear for half an hour, 45 minutes, we'll meet you there. They also did get us exceptionally fucking high. That was the highest I've been I in quite a while. I was high to deal with what came next. So we're backstage in Vienna and just a very, albeit lovely, but very oh. loud and overly confident Scottish woman barges backstage hearts in the right place hearts in the right exist. yeah heart in the right place because backstage I think it was alcohol related like we're backstage Scottish having our like decompression drinks debrief talking debrief, about next year talking, talking about, about ne- making thanks drinking thanking them for the effort them thanking us for the show and she just comes backstage and does not read the room. Like, it's like, clearly we're in the middle of something. We keep trying to be like, we're in a business meeting, can you uh, leave? Even Liddy was saying, like, well, she was trying to use words like business meeting and debrief. And to make it, even though it was a very social endeavour. You didn't want to be rude. You didn't want to be like, can you fuck off? This is our problem. Oh, but then she started mocking the writer, which the writer was beautiful. The I had all these fucking cheeses and meats and, like... And, uh, More than we get in the UK. And she's oh, like, like, what's man, this cheese? What's... Oh, what, if your mates could see you now, lads, they'd be taking the piss out of you, like, fucking really, like, Like, boisterous. if my mates could you see me now, they'd be fucking jealous as shit. Just on a gig <laughs> in Vienna with our free rider. What, what you're drinking there? Gin. And we're there with the, the lovely gin that they bought us to, like, right. to 
because they're just looking after us. They're one of their guests, and, if they, and she just comes in and starts slagging off what we're eating and what we're drinking in front of the people that bought us the food and the drink. And we're just like, who is this cunt? Aye. Like, this is rude. Like, it's very it, rude. We eventually managed to sort of get her off. Oh no, that that's it, it. Wasn't that quick? It was fucking. I was so high for this situation where we went from just. To, I think we're having a fucking weird conversation about robots. Robots taking over jobs and what oh, jobs yeah, have to yeah, go yeah. by getting taken over by robots. Yeah. And we're talking about the creative arts, would they get taken over by robots? We were in a pretty eventually. cool, deep it conversation. Was, it was thanks to thanks to nice. Thanks to Sloss Express. Sloss Express and the intelligence of Lydia Normie were just really loving their insight on these like wacky ideas that we were presenting them, right? They were having a fucking great time. Stoned, good company, fucking this trek comes in. Starts kicking off. <laughs> fucking lovely girl as well. She's Lo- been she's been to previous shows. She's lovely, she but just she's misread. She hasn't overstepped it like that. She's, she's never overstepped the, it before. She busted into the fucking green room. Came into the green room and just we were so high we couldn't deal with it. Couldn't so Kai goes, I'm going to the toilet, and I'm immediately like, I know this move. This is also because normally my move is I go to the toilet and text Kai and go, You're tour manager, get rid of them. <laughs> so I went to the toilet and stayed there thinking Just because I was too fucking high to deal with it, I didn't want to engage them and keep them there longer. I didn't want to bring myself to be rude to them or ask them to leave. And I was just like in this malfunction where I was just like fucking can't deal with it. Went to the bathroom, started texting the boys about what was happening, saying I was hiding. They went picture and it didn't happen. Sent them a picture of me in the fucking disabled toilets. And then you sent a picture of you in a broom closet going... I'm hiding too. <laughs> I had no idea. So me and you were hiding in the Just venue. left poor Lydian Norman uh, with this belligerent fan backstage. And then I, um, I snuck, because I was texting the boys and they were like, go and get an audio of, because I, I was like, I'm not going back in the room, go and get an audio of them. So I mean, just to clarify, he was going back in the room. There was no way he wasn't going back in the room. Yeah, so I Your heart for certain things. Fifty so percent of his comedy, forty percent of his sex, ten <laughs> percent <laughs> of it. So hold on, I'm gonna find the video here and see if I can play it through, because you can hear. Right, how, how do I get this on loudspeaker? I don't know. It oh, is it's already it's on loudspeaker. You fucking dumbass. See if you can hear this. He was a fucking wanker, <laughs> and I'm sure he's gonna fucking crawl in his grave. Honestly, he's gonna be happy. He's fucking that. And then I ran away back to the toilet because I thought I'd been spotted. But that is the type of fucking inane. But he was a fucking one guy's turn. And I, we're like, listen, that shit just can't. Nah. I can't deal with that one high. And then I ran back into the toilet and you text going, I hate to call the card guy, but you're the two manager. I have to go and shift them. Gotta get rid of them. Like they shouldn't be backstage. Like, Eventually you did. We had a bit more drinks. And by that, but by that point, it had been an hour. So I messaged, I went on Twitter straight away, being like, to anyone waiting as it Flanagan's, we'll be a bit later. And then fucking Ray messaged back, being like, we got drunk, we've gone home. And I felt so guilty because we do love hanging out with fans. We just got held hostage. But we got, but we like hanging out with fans on our, on our terms. We were going to hang out with Flanagan's when we were ready. That's hanging out with, like, we'll meet you there. Right. Like even if anyone, like even if people that we were getting along with had come in and stole that moment from us, it would have been. We still like, would have. Even it would have been like being. Come on, we're having a debrief. We're we'll meet you where we said we'd meet you. We love drinking with fans, but it's got to be in the place that we designate because we've got yeah. some business stuff to talk to. We've got some free rider. Well, free rider, the rider that had been bought yeah. for us to finish here to enjoy and the then, company to enjoy, and then we'll do it. All right. Don't step on that. And uh, yeah, so just a big apology to Ray and Mo and all the other uh, Vienna fans who waited in Flanagan's. We Should did I tell you what's typical British person. It's always a Brit. 
It's always a Brit. It's always a Brit. I, I hate that. Um, the, 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 there's a handful of gigs on the European tour that we don't do no more. Because right? Brits ruined it. Uh, which was uh, Switzerland and France, where it was mostly expats, and they were just the uh, belligerent people. The yep. Brits abroad. The, yeah, the, like, the mainland Europe fans are the fucking so best. Nice they're the kindest, they're the loudest. Sweet. Loudest in, as in audience wise, they laugh the most, respectful. Uh, they queue patiently. They bring fucking gifts at points. Anytime I've Never had a, heckle. A, if I've ever had a problem on the European tour with an audience member, th- the second I hear the accent, I go, of course you are. Of course the only person in this room... And by the way, this isn't With a slam. So this isn't a. This isn't a. By the way, this isn't a slam on any of our British fans back home because you've stayed at home. You're probably the same. You're nice there. It's specifically these. I'll call them what they are: Brexit voters, right? These ones that, the go, one that go abroad and complain about immigrants. Go overseas and complain about immigrants. They go there and they have to be fucking. Like, it's like an American. Like I didn't realize Brits could be so American in other countries. Just the <laughs> loudest and most fucking obnoxious. Uh, but to get off of this and to then go into where we were today, which is Bratislava, uh, I cannot remember the name of uh, the girl. She's going to tweet me later on, and I'm going to send a big thank you. She's seen us to, in four different countries. Yeah. So she saw us in uh, Ireland, but she saw us in Prague the other day. Yeah. And she was like, "Would it be?" She's seen us in Austria and then she's yeah. seen us in Bratislava. She, she was like, "Would it be weird and muggly if I came to see you again?" And I was like, uh, "It's the same show, but yeah, it would be muggly." But obviously, I genuinely would love that. Go there today. Show was great. Bratislava was fucking so much fun. Thank you to everyone that came. But there she was, and I was like, "Did you enjoy the show?" She was like, "I did. It was different, and you know, it was, but still the same." She's like, "I've got your present." Now, normally, when a fan says to me, "I've got your present," it means one of two things: one, they've rolled me a spliff, and a big shout to any fan who's ever done that to me in the past. You will never understand how much I love you. Like, yeah, when we the, travel, when we're we, flying every day, and we can't. When we travel, <laughs> and one of you turns up with a spliff, it is the greatest. It's it's we, the same people in Prague. We've smoked a joint with them every single year for the past four years. Mo and Ray in uh, Vienna, we smoked spliffs uh, every single fucking year after the show. It's a lovely tradition. We do genuinely love it. Or the other time, it's like food. That There's a dude that did it for me in Melbourne. Web, yeah. World, World Weed Web, or some someone Web. Oh yeah, because he, he's uh, his Instagram handles World Weed Web or something. I don't know. Uh, and he turned up in Melbourne and hooked us up with a spliff after we show off the back of the podcast. But this I hope he's listening. Shout out, brother! But this gift that I got today, uh, and I think this gift she, it's I'm gonna ha- it's four shirts, and I will I'll, I'll give them out to podcast listeners who've been to the show because you have to have seen the show to get the joke. Uh, it's four shirts that say "Who Choose Juice." And on the back of them, it says, me, I'm a fucking goblin. Which, is, if you've seen my show, makes so much sense. And it's such a good fucking gift. I've got four of these. Uh, and I don't, I don't even think I need to have a competition for these. What the, I will post these on uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter and thank uh, the lovely lady that had uh, them made. But the competition is essentially this. There's four shirts. Whoever goes, I want one of the shirts. In the net, that, that's it. The competition is, I want one of the Who Choose Juice shirts. Me and Kai will sign them. 
Yeah. And if you just come to the next shows in the next couple of days, which uh, are at Belgrade tomorrow, yeah, then we're in Transylvania. Uh, no, Belgrade first. Then hold on. Oh, then Ljubljana, then Zagreb. Zagreb, and then Cluj. Yeah. Here, in fact, here are our things for the next few days. Let's actually do that. So these are the people who have got the chance to win these shirts, and I will get more made if enough people want them. Uh, we will be in uh, Belgrade at the Ustinova Kulturvul Kardzizidip. On Thursday, uh, Ljubljana at the Spanksky Lol, Borky. Uh, Saturday, we're in Zagreb at the Concertina Dvorna Varslovslav Lesinski. Sunday, we're in Cluj at the Cinema Florin Piersik. Uh, Monday, we're at Sofia at the Comedy Club Sofia. So, uh, I would be surprised if the shirts haven't gone by then. If you want one of the shirts, just after the show, when we meet you, say, Who choose juice? I wear juice. Uh, I wear juice. I was doing the who wears short shorts. I wear short shorts thing. <laughs> I wear juice, juice. Who drinks juice, juice? I drink juice. Just say I choose juice, and I'll give you one of these shirts, and I will sign it. So, uh, Serbia. Well, going tomorrow. Hold on. Also, uh, big thank you uh, to Matthew Canning for being on the podcast last time. We have a oh, lot. Yeah. We have had a lot of positive it, feedback. People loved a bit of Matty, mm. and as well, he's got so much more to give because there are there's more stories to tell. Which will save them. Yeah. And more, he was nervous. There's more from the three. I could tell he didn't have a hard on. No. no he, doesn't get, he doesn't get a hard on when he's nervous. <laughs> <laughs> if you recall. No. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was great, but yeah. I was so fucking. There's, there's more to that three, the threesome story, but we're out of time. And also, there's the story that you set up that we never got to. Oh yeah, the finger smelling story. Which um, which we'll wait for it to get him back on before yeah. until that. But we'll definitely have Matty back on. People on Twitter seem to be a big fan of his input, which is weird because oh he's, my God. he's well, a you, you you open asking him about <laughs> his losing his houses to women <laughs> straight in. Uh, so Sabia. Yeah. Um, we've been at Sabia before. Yeah. It was before we started the podcast. It was 2014 when we'd done the first tour. And um, we're, we're driving out to Serbia and to Croatia, right? Mario's driving, he's been looking after us while we're there, and he's driving us out. And um, the police sirens are coming from behind us, he pulls in, he's the next car on the junction, on the crossroads, and the, the police car pulls along and does a fucking handbrake turn into the lane where we're about to go down, right? So Mario just fucking reroutes his sat-nav, he's looking at his phone, the green light comes, and he just has to go straight on instead of left and work it out. And then later on, you're asleep in the back, as you usually are. I'm um, just reading my book in the front. Mario's driving, and the, um, the radio's blaring away in Serbian, yeah. whatever language, Croatian, Serbian? Serbian. Sure. So it's, bla- it's uh, blaring away, and then Mario turns it up and starts chuckling to himself. Just laughing away. Just laughing. Clearly, we're like, he must be listening to, like, uh, whose line is it anyway, but in Serbian, on the radio. So and we're like, he, what's so funny, Mario? They translated what had happened. It's fucking scary shit, right? Is where the police car stopped us. That street is where the government buildings are. And there was an ex soldier from the Yugoslavia I guess yeah. right yeah, I, I don't know much about the politics but apparently like fucking some old soldiers who fought for the country who no longer have benefits or income yep. and uh, it's like a homeless guy who used to thank god we don't have that in the UK or America <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> shit we were too close to home and uh, he was there armed to fuck like guns and fucking explosives yeah. and shit demanding money outside the government building and that's what the police closed the road for and it was about to turn left and Mario just fucking he has the radio saying 
close one. Like we, we, we were obviously terrified. Like we were so ignorant. I remember the first time we got into uh, Belgrade. It was one of the very few car journeys I was awake for. We just go in, and Belgrade is a beautiful city. But there's like buildings that are ruined. Now I'm very aware that most podcast listeners will know a greater deal of history than I do. But allow me to tell you the story from my perspective. I've never been to this country. It's in Europe, and I'm like the last war in Europe was when we beat the Nazis, because I'm an idiot, and that's how much I know. And I'm just going to Mario, I'm like, Mario, why is that building being bombed? Like, why, why is that? Because that like the rubble was all still yeah, there. The rubble was still there. You can there. see the stairwells and, like, kind of... So there's, like, all this concrete smashed up. There's a stairwell, like the fire escape, and there's, like, metal poles, like, rusty iron yeah, poles. it's like, clearly been down. bombed in, like, the last decade or two. And I'm like... Mario, that's not from World War Two, is it? He goes, no, no, no. That was from 15 years ago. Like in I'm like, in I'm America like, in the 90s. I'm like, who bombed you years ago? And he was like, oh, America. And I was like, why did America bomb you? And he was like, yeah, we were being dicks. <laughs> and I was like, but why haven't you rebuilt them? And he was like, just to teach our younger children to not be dicks. <laughs> right, the most just wear like a skull, right? They just, w- they take them and like, oh yeah, now we got, we got a bit loud. America had a word. And then I, I destroyed a building myself when I went to the toilet after eating octopus. Yeah, you I was ate- like, oh, I've never ate octopus before. I'll have the octopus, please, waiter. In a landlocked country. That octopus has been through a lot before it got on my plate. It's been on a journey. The journey wasn't over when it got into my mouth, I'll tell you that. Fucking blew the other side of the building off. It's time to bring back an old game. And that old game is called Newfemisms. Where, obviously, there's euphemisms for a lot of things that we all use, but... Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of euphemisms are old. They're done by. Everyone knows them. They're not as funny anymore because they're not fresh in your mind. So we thought we would come up with new euphemisms or newphemisms, if you will, uh, for certain terms. So we've come up with five different words for each, for the female orgasm and the male orgasm. Different euphemisms. And feel free to start bringing these into... If you guys casually use these words, honestly, I reckon it can be part of a lot of people's lexicons. We've got about 2,000 listeners on this podcast. If each one of you casually drop this in, that's 6,000 people randomly using this word and thinking it's a genuine thing. Yep. And even if one of them just catches on. So uh, it's just stuff actually with a male ejac- ejaculation. I don't know if you're talking about orgasm or the actual load itself. Oh, say I've mixed it up. Do you want to start yeah, with the yeah, male I'll orgasm? Yeah, let's do that one. Okay, so a euphemism for male orgasm. Milking the patriarchy. <laughs> Frightening the albino squid. <laughs> the male orgasm, or as I call it, the world's easiest one-player game. <laughs> the male ejaculation. Shooting yourself right in the future. <laughs> Draining the sap from the sad sack. (laughs) The fountain of regret. (laughs) Uh, Winning the prize, which makes everyone feel like a loser. (laughs) (laughs) Or as I like to call it, unloading the baby bullets. (laughs) I just call it recalibrating the the (laughs) Wiimote. Or the running results of the wrist rodeo. That's my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> so feel free to call the male ejaculation. Yep. Just, of those just to go through those again, milking the patriarchy, the world's easiest one-player game, <laughs> draining the sap from the sad sack, winning the prize, which makes everyone feel like a loser. I really could picture Jean saying that. So I was down there. 
winning the prize would make everyone feel like a loser. Namely me. <laughs> <laughs> and re- recalibrating the Wiimote. And I went with frightening the albino squid with its white ink, <laughs> shooting yourself right in the future, the fountain of regret, unload the baby bullets, are the running results of the wrist rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> so that ten times fast. And now for the female orgasm, I've gone for the world's... The better o- orgasm, as I like to call it. Oh, I've, I actually I just... That's not what I started with. I just called it the world's oldest myth. <laughs> <laughs> what about bass dropping on the pink decks? <laughs> Female orgasm. It's like a bass drop, isn't it? Uh, it's like a fucking build up. Right. Build up and then right. Make sure your ears bleed. <laughs> the female orgasm, or as I call it, the forgotten art. Mm. What about the squeaky squirt and screamish? <laughs> try again. Try again. The squeaky squirt and screamy shoulder squelch. Shoulder. Shoulder. Right. I'm going to try one. Go on. Right. Away from the top. The squeaky squirt and screamy. <laughs> Four more times. <sighs> the squeaky, squirting, screamy shudder squash. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't worth it. It would have been worth it after the third one. Uh, I call it the fountain of no more drift. <laughs> <laughs> or the growler grumble for short. <laughs> or uh, making squirt cabin. <laughs> squirt cabin. The clitomic bomb. <laughs> Teenage butte ninja squirrels. <laughs> The devil's dynamite. Should we go through that again? The world's oldest myth. The forgotten art. See, I was very clever there because at one point I claimed it didn't exist. And then on the second one, I claimed that it did exist, but it's forgotten art. I'm actually very clever. We need a renaissance to the female orgasm. Uh, The fountain of no more druth, meat and squirt cabane, teenage mutant ninja squirrels. Right, now I've got uh, bass dropping on the pink decks. The squeaky squirt and screamy shudder squelch. The growler grumble. <laughs> the atomic bomb and the devil's dynamite. Um, can I also say as well, squirting's just pissing yourself, girls. Nah, you don't you dare. Oh, piss me so. Oh, don't I you dare. so hard to squirt. What, you meant I piss myself? Well done. Well done, Buffy. Nah, don't. Go, why would you, why would you rudes? Do you know how to mention squirt too? It's called pissing. Nah. Like, you, you get this, right? Try this at home, guys. Finish your orgasm, right? Jizz, right? And go in the shower. A handful of fucking soapy water, right? Soap up your hand, right. and then fucking wash your belly. Because your belly's numb, you probably couldn't do this before you've came. Right. Right? But after you've came, you can fucking just like wax it, right. wax wax it with a soapy hand, right? Keep doing that. Eventually, your asshole tightens and you piss everywhere. Even if you don't need a piss, you're clenching your piss, right? Oh, I squirted. <laughs> then you just kept fucking pressing the button after it was fucking doorbell answered. Uh, someone's answered the door. You kept pressing the doorbell, and eventually they come back with a super so- squirt. <laughs> I cannot the analogy. I but, cannot believe we have a fucking squirt shamer on the podcast. Uh, podcast. podcast. <laughs> I'm not shaming it. I mean, you're definitely. I'm shamed. just saying, like, if people are bragging about, like, oh, I'm a squirter, or I made her squirt, like, just be aware of what you're bragging about. So that you're pissed. I don't. I, but how's it? Yeah. And even if, even if I am bragging about that, which is science is still like, up. But even you, if no, no, of course I'm bragging about that because it's like I made her lose control of all of her bodily functions. Right. You know the bit where you've finished your blow. You've you've been given a blowjob. Aye. You've finished, and you start doing that little like, like pushing away a bit, like pulling Aye. back because you need it to stop. Right. You know what would happen if the kept gone? Bleed. You'd squirt. Nah. <laughs> You'd squirt right in the back of the throat. You're not a doctor. If they kept going. Nah. If they kept going you're me, after a you're, tell, you're telling me if after I've got a blowjob and a girl keeps sucking, sucks it, I'm going to piss in her mouth. I mean, if she does it properly. 
Right, okay, after this... And then right, she's you... got to be blanking on my head. Oh, fucking, kept on, kept on. No, nah, I think you're full of shit. Right, after this, you suck my dick, right? And I'll come, <laughs> right? And then you keep sucking. Then let's see if I piss in your mouth. And if I do, it's just because I hate you. Fucking hell, you are made of money. <laughs> <laughs> nah, the, the, do you know if, you know if I'm a squirter is? No, mate, what? Have you not? <laughs> no. Oh, it's... I, it's... No, but it's, it's one of them where, like... That's, that's what it is though, right? I mean, it's pro. I mean, the science is up for it, but it's not like they're consciously going, I'm going to piss. It's like a... I remember, yeah. I, had a go- remember I had a girlfriend who, uh, like, she was just like, she was like, I don't orgasm. And I was like, I don't believe that. Like, everyone orgasms, right? Which is a children book I'm writing and it's nobody's picking it up. So please commission my book. Everyone comes. Right? <laughs> Uh, so I read two books on the female orgasm because I was like, fucking challenge accepted. You don't come, we'll fucking see about this bitch. And highlighted all my ignorance. Didn't realise all the interesting things about, you know, the, the, the outlaying of uh, uh, the the map of a vagina. Like, you know, the tip of our dicks are, sens- are when they're in the room, very similar. It's the same thing what a clitoris is, but clitoris tightens on down and there's twice as many nerve endings in the clitoris as there is in the tip of the female, uh, on female penis, male penis, right? <laughs> Uh, but that's not the clitoris is not just the one button there's several other parts to uh, the clitoris there's a bit that go down into the labia which are very sensitive it's like if you look at the clitoris and all the things that goes off it it does look like something from Alien it looks like a face hugger like all the bits and that's keep talking I'm nearly there Uh, when you go inside and you know if you're fingering a girl and you go upwards and and you do the come hither motion that there is the clitoral cluster so that's like a abrasive bit when you like so that's a lot of the other nerve endings from the thing but also unlike the male orgasm which is anywhere between I think it's like 30 or 80 percent like imagination or oh no like men it's like 40% 40% mental and 60% physical. Like, if even if a guy doesn't want to be jerked off, you could probably jerk him off and he'd still come. Whereas the female orgasm, depending on who the female is, a lot of it is very mental-based. It's fully, because it's a more intrusive act than jerking off, which is not intrusive in any way. It's obviously more trust-based. So it's more... I'm paraphrasing the whole book I'm paraphrasing the whole book but that's what I've learned from it. So, finally with my ex-girlfriend, I'm like, we're going to fucking do this. Going to... and. It started. I bet that got out in the mood. Uh, <laughs> right, right, get, put your legs in these stirrups. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just licking. I'm just licking my fingers and turning the page, being like, "Oh no, this is already well." Just use that. <laughs> <laughs> but turning the pages of a Kindle. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, and the, and then we started doing that for a bit, and obviously the trust went up, and it was more sort of intimate. You do all the other things that are involved, and there was just one point where she was like, "You've got to stop. I'm going to pee," and I'm like, "If peeing is what it takes you to come." just peel like because she was like it feels like pee and I'm like well then it must be something to do with it but when I've been with other girls who've done that they've just let fly I'm not adverse to that like you know what I wouldn't we've discussed this off the podcast actually the thing about what like I don't get why people are into the piss fetish right one you know what if if Natalie was into that I'd I'd open the door to it right it's not something I'm going to pursue but I'd be like if that's your thing that's Right, like if somebody, I, look, I'm the same. Like if, if I if I'm with a girl and she's got a thing that she's into, I'm like, look, I'll give her a go. But this is something that I don't think many people take into consideration. They're too busy worried about like germs or piss or whatever, right? But the physical unattractiveness of your physique when you piss is right. I've caught myself because I stand up to piss and I'm going to go to hotels where there's like angles and mirrors, right? No matter what shape you're in, when you're pissing, your belly like bellows out like a fucking little poor Ethiopian boy, like an Oxfam advert. And like it just a, like a, even if you're skinny, right, you end up with a fucking pro- pro- Maltese belly, <laughs> like a bowling ball belly. 
Because your body like shapes up, it postures up to piss. It, like, who's gonna be attracted by that if you just look up and then there's some fucking pot belly cunt <laughs> looking like looking like the fucking hormone monster or big mouth? Stood out you pissing. Like, I didn't mean the piss, but fucking hell, I suck that in or something. But to, be f- to be fair, I reckon whoever's into someone pissing on them aren't into it for the view. <laughs> like, I think you've really overanalyzed the fetish. It's definitely worth taking into consideration. <laughs> oh. So look at your posture, man. Look at your back. <laughs> it's funny as fuck when you because even when I was in ridiculous shape in the summer, you catch yourself in the mirror at an angle, like where the mirrors hit each other. So you like, like you just look over your shoulder and you get a proper side-on view. Piss, piss posture is the worst. I've never noticed. Go and have a look. All I'll right. keep the podcast going. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't, I, believe, I, can't, I believe the audience can't wait for your more fucking idioms. You know, I was, uh, I was talking to Gav uh, today, and he was saying about how funny it was in the podcast, how fucking munted you were for right. the first bit of the podcast, the one Matty was yeah. on, and how much you sobered up when I lawyered you with the cup. Hi. Like, because people got infuriated by that, by the way. Oh, rightfully so. I've listened I got, to it by... I, I got a couple of messages off people going, oh my God, that was so frustrating with the cup. But to be fair, to be fair, one, I was money, and also, I will stand by the... I've, I've listened to it back, and I was like, oh, that's when I should have caught on originally. But just clearly, I had my idea in my head of what you meant, and I wasn't listening to what you actually meant. But it sobered you up so much being proved wrong. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It no, that's, not, that's not why I sobered. like, fuck, game face. That's not why I sobered up. It's because I knew Mike was in the podcast and I didn't just rip him. <laughs> <laughs> that's an important task. I was like, we've got a new enemy. He was tough to rip. Actually, he just owned everything, didn't he? Aye. Right. Right. Trying to fucking slaughter him. He was like, took it out. Took it on the chin. Right, so we go into Muggle like Corner. You want to do your first Muggle Corner? Uh, sure, I do. Um, cause we're doing two, aren't we? Aye. Right, so I jotted something down, but we've already covered it. So let's just put them in Muggle Corner real quick. Muggles don't take a hint on read a room. Oh, yeah. You know, if someone's, like, fucking trying not to be rude, but pitching it. Yeah, I don't understand. Pitching it for you to just... Like, I feel like like this is uh, a potentially sensitive subject we're heading on to, but fuck it, let's do it anyway. Is uh, it's uh, I don't realise how unself-aware other people are. Like, I can read a room. I can tell when I'm not wanted pretty well. I like to think I can, for sure. Yeah. And it's this, and uh, but you meet people who are just like, how, like, I'm being nice, but how can you, obviously I'm being nice, but how can you not tell that I'm just being nice? Because see when people are just being nice to me and flattering me, just to clear me out the room or get away, they're, they're being nice, but they're clearly finishing the conversation. I pick on that, up on that constantly, and I'm like, all right, I'll make my excuses and leave. And I think it's very much like... And as well, I don't really want to be anywhere where I don't feel like I'm adding value or wanted. This is what... Like, if I don't feel like the people around me are like... Are Invested in us, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get somewhere where I'm appreciated. Well, this <laughs> fucking br- brings me on to this is a sensitive subject, but I'll go on into. Um, obviously, the Harvey Weinstein thing has come out, and this whole hashtag Me Too thing, which has been horribly eye-opening. Th- is this one of your muggle corners? No, no, no. This is oh, just. Oh well, this let's is, let's start with this then. No, no, hold on. Let me just finish yeah, my point okay. here, right? But it's it's on the thing of not reading the room, right? It's a vein of that. Like I, I, you know, I have no friends that have been, you know, sexually harassed and sexually abused. They've always been sort of open about it to me, uh, and I've always known it has existed. I've never seen it happen. I, I, I like to think. I hope I haven't. 
uh, and sort of let it slide. But seeing all these things on Facebook and Twitter, you suddenly realise, Jesus Christ. It's been really eye-opening. I it's think it's been really fucking g- g- groundbreaking, actually. Genuinely like, groundbreaking. People are just coming forward and just like laying it out, going, this is mine. Yeah. This is mine. So this much. Is mine. And everyone's doing it. And I, I love that Like a couple of days later, people are like, it's took me a while to get the courage or to articulate it. But I'm just like, I'm fucking glad people are getting yeah. the courage. I'm you really you should. Pleased. You absolutely should. And it's like, it's not something that you enjoy reading. But, but it's progress you enjoy seeing. Yes, because it, yeah, it's it's they are giving you the perspective that we just don't have as straight white men, and it is very helpful. I do get annoyed, and I, and I know that, I know it comes from a good place, but all the men getting involved, I'm like the whole hey, the, the whole point of this exercise is to listen. That's so. This is my Muggle corner, by the way. My is first it? Oh, okay. Is uh, I've wrote down men who try to defend men as a whole. So individual men who try to inv- defend the group of men. With uh, the hashtag Me Too, just let it just be an obstacle. It's not your job. Stay out the way. Like the women are trying to tell you there is a problem. They right? get it too. Every one of them girls writing a Me Too status has got male friends. Yeah, the trust with their life. Like if you feel you have to defend, you if, to you defend you f- if you feel you have to defend yourself, what have you done? Why are you? Def- you are not. The- you haven't been named. Why are you immediately getting defensive? Like the job of this whole fucking Me Too thing is shut the fuck up and listen. Right digest what you are being told in the droves of evidence that's been coming and take that on board and then go out with a new attitude you are not changing the world by being like ladies I've heard you and I'm going to make fuck you don't virtue signal you, you're going through what we're all going through which is realising we lived in a more fucked up world than we thought it was your job is to not big your fucking self up sit down shut the fuck up read what the fuck these women are saying and be horrified yeah. Be absolutely horrified. Be as horrified as the fucking rest of us. Don't sit there in your hires being like, I'm, I'm aware I need to do... We all know we need to do more. <laughs> like, just sit there and fucking take it. And this is, uh, again, this is an ignorant point, but it's one I want to, like, make. I know I've um, probably, you know, I've said sexist things in my life. I've done ill-judged what I thought was ironically sexist jokes, not realising... I've been on TV saying all women are stupid. Yeah, I've done jokes. <laughs> I've been so silly there's, with it. There's jokes in my like, history... Of course, I don't think that. Where, where you look back and you don't realise you don't realise the damage it does. But when it comes to um, you know this whole thing about, con- I honestly believe, and this might be, <laughs> consent is is it not the easiest thing in the world to work out? Like I've been in, I've, been, I've had times when um, I've been with girls, and there's one, the, the, not often, but there'll be a point when just a very clear, they don't say anything, they don't, there's just a very clear body signal, and I'm like, they're not into this. And then you stop that. When a woman goes, I'm not into this, the job of you is to not go, oh, I'm going to make you into this. It's yeah. to stop. Oh, it's to you, stop. Oh, if you're mad, you just go and ring someone else. <laughs> I call in the troops. <laughs> I just... Yeah. So, that's what I was saying there, Matty, about the thing you do when if a girl, like, you get to the point where you're better they don't consent. You're just like, well, I like you. Hopefully we'll see you. Yeah. Like, I'm not in a hurry. To... It's, it's, it's this stupid male-bred competition if a girl goes, I'm not in the mood. That's not a challenge. Yeah, <laughs> like, it could be a multitude of things. It could, it could, it may, they might be insecure about like... It could be on their pee. There could be, there is a whole back catalogue of things that you don't want to know because you don't have the emotional maturity to deal with it. Yeah, right? mean, no one might have seen them naked since they broke up with their boyfriend a year ago and now the, all of a sudden they're making a decision on you. There's, there's so many things 
is going through their so head that you can't things. even question. It's not if a girl if a girl does what, just don't like if you want to see them again, good see them again. They might change their attitude. The, if a girl goes, I'm not in the mood. The challenge is not. I'll get you in the fucking mood. It's stop. Well, and also, it, it also, is. But long play. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like if it, still, if a girl's like uh, gives you an objection, there's still part of you going, oh, oh, but I really like this girl. Uh, yes, if, uh, yes. I'm but gonna, I'm going to crack this code, find out what's going to make her comfortable. Yes, it's still, but, it's, it's but, still the challenge that you can enjoy. As, but as, respect, but as long only as long as what they've said there is like I'm not in the mood, like or I'm not. They're not now. If they want to see you again, they'll see you again, right? This, what, what, and then that happens. And if they, it's the, thr- the thrill of the chase is very real. Oh yeah, I mean you're, you can't you, like you can't deny that. There's a thrill of a chase if, if there you is, love a girl if you, you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is if it's on a second date, I will argue that it can. But what I'm saying there is the point I'm trying to get. Across, I understand and then the, what glo- the glory of that where they lift their hips off the floor, off, off the floor. <laughs> they do all the sex on the floor. Right. You know that, that uh, the, the hip. The hip yeah, race. there's no, there's nice there's nice things in something when it's when it when it is. But that's the difference. There's nice things when it's like flirty that you know. Yeah, uh, you're on a date and they're like, I'm, you know, uh, not gonna get, I'm, you know, they'll be like, I'm not gonna fuck you in the first date, and you're like, I'm absolutely fine with that. And then, obviously, you both want to have sex, but you're, it's, it is that thing, that thrill. But the reason I'm getting so defensive is when you say thrill of the chase, it does sound like a hunter and a deer. No, <laughs> it's just trying to make it clear that like we're still, we're st- you're still in pursuit in a way. You, you, you can't like you can't sugarcoat everything and just go. I'm not trying. Uh, like I, like oh, I didn't want to have sex with her. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm a friend. No, you like, did. You th- because when you say throw the chase in pursuit, like you, you do want to have sex with that girl, but you want her to have want to have sex with yes, you too. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you want them to want to have sex you with you. Need to be mutual. Yeah. But I, the, the fact that the, you're the, already there, you're already at the table, right? You yeah. want to have sex with her. Yeah. She's already unlocked your yeah. fucking As long, yeah, that's You can't get too defensive and sensitive. Yeah, sorry, the, sorry. The, the fact yeah. Yeah, the point is, if it's a mutual chase, it's the best thing in the world. Like, if it's a mutual thing of, like, when's this going to happen? We're flirting, we're really connecting, we're drinking all the time, we're having fun together, and one day it's going to lead to sort of this thing. If it's a mutual chase that you're both aware of, fine. But, but please, be, a, please barely, be aware it's that it's a mutual chase. I bet you most girls that you've uh, had sexual endeavours with, yeah. <laughs> right. I bet you you've consented them in your head when you've met them. No. You've went in your head, yeah, yeah, sure, you're in. And now they, oh, I've so con- that's why the thrill of the so, so, no, is I've cons- that you need them to no, be no, convinced that you, you don't, are... Oh, sorry, you don't mean that I've said that they've consented. You mean that I'm like, I'll have sex with yes, you. Yes, you've right, consented. Sorry, okay. You have consented. Right, sorry. Right? So that means you need her consent for this to go ahead. Of course. Right. And you're, so getting, that you're, is and you're getting consent through actual signals of they are going on right. a second date. You can trust you're me. Ha- I'm a nice guy. I can make you laugh. I, I'm good company. Yeah. I'm in good shape. <laughs> Whatever Ish. it is. Whatever it is that you're bringing to the table, that is going to make them go, yeah, I want to fuck this cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The point I was trying to get there when it comes to awareness is I don't realise it's the self-awareness of... Like, I get very... Because, you know, I am very conscious of the fact... Like, I would hate to have sex with someone who didn't want to have sex with me, right? That's the least of the problems of that thing happening. But... I just don't understand. I've always said there, when, when people fancy someone that doesn't fancy them, I don't get why they fancy them, because 
one of the most attractive things to me in a girl is that they're they really into me. Yeah. It's so attractive when you're like, oh, yeah, cool, because I like me too. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've definitely got a mutual yeah. fucking see, see if a girl mutual e- interest. See if a girl ever compliments you on something you'd like about yourself. You're like, you're smart. <laughs> like, see, like, see if a girl ever... And it's so it's such egocentrism and narcissism. But see when a girl... See if any girl goes, you're actually quite deep. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm quite deep, actually. I'm real glad you noticed that. You're a smart girl. It's the dumbest, it's the dumbest thing. Um, uh, but yeah, so self-awareness. So the, the point there was people who aren't self-aware muggles and people who aren't aware se- aren't self-aware sexually are rapists. And, and you've got to go to a separate corner and it's in prison, right? And, and I mean vigilant. Stop what you're doing. I'm so... Uh, oh, right, let's move on to... Uh, one that I think is also creepy, and it refers to you. What? Muggles take pictures of other people sleeping. I think it is the lowest form of banter in the world, right? Well, because I keep taking photos constantly. Of you no, no, this is just because the sheer volume is of it's what makes it funny. I sleep all the time. I'm the sleeping. sheer volume of how much you sleep just in. Every aspect of your life. Aye. <laughs> like, I'm on tour with you right now, right? Yeah. You've been asleep for most of us. <laughs> I sleep, right? It's fine. I enjoy, I enjoy sleeping, right? But I've, so I've, I think it's quite a funny uh, collage of sleeping photos. And I've missed a lot of them as well. But I'm just like, here he's in a flight. Here he's in the car. Here he's in the fucking airport. Here, like, here he is tucked up in bed in his room. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think it's just... Uh, it's it's like thirteen year old sleepover before you can drink banter. Like, oh, do you fell asleep at one of like nobody is a graceful sleeper. I'm very aware that when I sleep, I sleep with my fucking mouth open. I'm sleeping. I am vulnerable, right? I'm, that's how I sleep. I can't control it. I'm asleep, and I wake up and I get off the flight and I go on Instagram and the first fucking story is you with me with my fucking mouth open. I'm like, what are you doing? Like I was I was at my most vulnerable, and you're just pitching me to the world. <laughs> it's so muggly. <laughs> oh, look at me! Look at me sleeping in an airplane. I sleep in airplanes. What's your problem? Now I'm just letting people know how often. Why? Just put a tweet. He's sleeping. In. Why did they have? You got rest and rest face. <laughs> I've got bitch and sleep face. I've got I've got bitch and sleep rest face. Bitch and rest face. I've got bitch and rest face. <laughs> <laughs> I do have such a bitchy rest face. You've got a wrestling addiction face. I do. I did realise from the photos, I don't really... Because I think I have real nice dreams, but from the photos you take, fuck, I'm angry in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I'm so furious. I'm so furious. I'm dreaming about me taking a photo. <laughs> That's got to be making yourself conscious when you're falling asleep, guy. Here's another one for the album. <laughs> I, it's the worst, because I'm going to sleep. I sleep. If I'm like a baby, right? Because ever since I started stand-up comedy from the age of 17, I've been so used to, like, I had to go down to London a lot, right? So you have to wake up at 5 a.m. for a fucking flight. I get on an airplane, right? And I sleep on that airplane. It's an hour's sleep. You just get in there because I'm tired. But now I've, I've trained my brain, like Pavlov's dog, to whenever I'm in an airplane seat, I get tired, right? You could give me all the drugs in the world, seven cups of coffee and 12 hours sleep, Right, and the second I sit in an airplane sleep seat, my brain goes, "This is where we sleep." Like this is. Oh, really? I have to fall asleep on takeoff. 
because like you get a nice recline oh. you get like this nice natural like fucking laying back and that's when you've got to fall asleep Man, um, the reason I can fall asleep on planes and, the, and I know why is it's because I am so stubborn I can out stubborn myself like, <laughs> say if I'm on a plane and I'm like it's two hours and I'm like you, I've only had five hours sleep last night I'm not tired in that la- uh, I'm not tired just now but I do need sleep I'll just close my eyes and my brain goes you're not tired and I'll go oh we'll fucking see cunt right you've got a choice I am sitting down with my eyes closed for the next two hours you can decide whether I'm conscious for that or it's not it's so weird that you've got to pretend to be asleep before you sleep and, uh, you're just going to lie there like this is what sleeping looks like <laughs> just lying there I'm going to pretend for a bit do you have any defence fake it till I make it do you have any defence of your taking photos of someone I just think the volume of it it's like it's like um, shit puns or shit but if you fucking do a barrage of shit puns, it starts getting impressive that you've done a million of them. You're on the taking same topic. pictures of another person who's asleep. I know, but in sheer volume, I'm doing it all the time. But the worst thing is, like, I feel like it's pointless now because I've missed so many. Why? I feel like I'm not really given a true representation of the volume of how much you sleep. So you are a muggle. I'm a bit of a muggle. Right, good. That. I guess right. it's kind of muggly. But um, I woke up to my mates taking drugs off us once when I was asleep. Was that muggly? <laughs> Right, for you. Muggly me for being asleep. I love how the fact that you were like, we're friends. It was me. <laughs> I know your mum listens. And she's not, she's not going to be going, you must have been smoking a spliff off <laughs> I was. I was, use, I was using his arsehole as an ashtray. That's, that's why it's stained. He's actually wipes thoroughly. Gashtray. Uh, we've only got time for dad jokes. I got one more muggle? No, no, we've only got time. But it's fine because we can save the muggles. Yeah, they'll, they'll find that moment of glory. All right, we'll, we'll get we'll get back to them. Right, so get in Muggle Corner. Let's do this. Let's say three, three. Right, if you can't read a room, yeah. Right, if you can't take a hint, if you, if you can't take a hint, you're a Muggle. But how do you even know if that's there? Yeah, they, they won't, you won't notice you. That's the worst thing. Look, just take a hint and go out of the corner. I take it high. Just it, if you don't think it's you, just fucking. It probably is. It probably is. Get in the corner. Also, if you are a uh, man joining in with the Me Too, fully get where you're coming from. Like it oh, is. It just needs said. It just shut up. No, what? No, no, what? I'm saying to them, yeah, not to you. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but what needs said is being said. What needs said is being said by the women in their droves that are telling us what's happening. Yes, you should be shocked. Yes, you should be horrified. Yes, you should want to comment, but you shouldn't comment. You should fucking. Yeah, of course. You want a little bit of attention off this little wave of something that's happening. Of course, you want to jump in the skipping ropes and have a little bit of inclusion, right? Just but fucking sit back. Just sit let back. Them, Give me a bell end. You're looking at a, a potentially a very revolutionary moment in time. Just right? talk about it on a podcast. Oh, I do. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay, that's fair. We'll both go stand in the corner. That, yeah, that's fair. We'll both go stand in the corner. And uh, muggles take pictures of uh, legends sleeping. Also, girls, fucking fair play to you for everything you've... Uh, all the girls have said yep. on Facebook, fucking... Yep. I am loving the strength. Um, yep. Uh, and uh, to ruin that bit of genuine sincerity, your dad's hips don't lie, but his arsehole <laughs> has loop li- loose lips... <laughs> Loose lips sink shit. No. Your mum asked your dad to throw up all these throw all the useless junk out of the house so he claimed straight in the bin. <laughs> your dad's ass is so flat builders use it as a level. <laughs> your dad turns his phone on when he needs it and turns it off when he doesn't need it, and he does the same with you and your brothers. <laughs> your dad says, if you know what I mean, after he orders anything from McDonald's, <laughs> I'll have uh, two strawberry milkshakes. If you know what I mean. <laughs> 
Also, can you uh, supersize those, if you know what I mean? <laughs> Where are the napkins? If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> keep the change. No, you're going to say keep the change at McDonald's already. <laughs> Unless you're a real cunt. <laughs> this is a euphemism. Uh, your dad used a potato in the egg and spoon race, <laughs> but lost because he couldn't balance an egg on it. <laughs> Your dad's dog died when he was younger because it got stitches and then got a cone on its head and then it went outside and looked up at the moon when it was raining. <laughs> Your dad wrote his will in crayon. <laughs> Your dad uses barracas as bath bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad went into the butchers with a stethoscope panicked and started giving all the meat CPR. <laughs> Your dad identifies as a touch lamp because every time every every time I touch him he lights up and every time your mum touches him he goes dark. <laughs> your, your dad broke his leg down the Macarena. <laughs> uh, you know how some people lick the tip of their pen before they write something? Like, you know, authors could be like, Oh, here's one and the pen and they write something. Uh, your dad does that when redecorating with a paint roller. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad wolf whistles the bricklayers that are doing the extension on his house. <laughs> Good, about time. About time they learned what it felt like. Uh, your dad... The girls? Got- <laughs> oh, dad! Dad, go on Facebook, read the statuses, it's not okay. Uh, your dad got liposuction on his jowls. <laughs> He's body conscious. Your dad listens to this section of the podcast confused how I know all of these things. <laughs> Your dad's got nine points on his Healy's license. <laughs> Your dad asked if he could keep the doctor's glove after his prostate exam. <laughs> what was my dad doing his doctor's prostate exam? <laughs> Take your client to work day. <laughs> uh, your dad waves at fireworks. <laughs> Whee! Hiya! Oh, where are you going? Your dad brought his own glove into the dentist and insisted that the dentist wore that one. <laughs> Was it the one he got from the doctor? Oh, I better believe it. <laughs> oh, we are on tour in Europe. We are on tour Oh, no. <laughs> if you've all just logged off, that's fair. <laughs> uh, so, uh, by the time this goes out, it will be Thursday. So, we're in Belgrade. And then we are on Friday the 20th, we are in Ljubljana. Saturday we are in Zagreb, Sunday we are in Cluj, uh, Monday we are in Sofia, there will be a new podcast out then, but just in case we've got any listeners, we are then in Copenhagen, Oslo, Stockholm, Reykjavik and Homsterdam. Um, and that's when it all goes pitong. Aye. Fortunately, uh, Tom, Hon and Elliot Steele have both uh, pulled out. <laughs> Fortunately. Oh, yeah, that was a horrible thing to say. Sorry. I meant because I knew the end of the sentence. Now it just sounds like I'm mugging them off. I'm obviously devastated. They can't come. Fortunately. I've accidentally marked them both. Yeah, fortunately, two of my closest friends aren't coming on holiday with me. No, I just meant uh, it's Tom and Elliot can't uh, come to us. Elliot, that's a cunt. Aye, thick piece of shit. Uh, he's getting so frustrated that we'll call him sick on the podcast. I know, and he had the chance to come and defend himself in Amsterdam, but he's now pulled out of Amsterdam. But he said uh, we should give me a spelling test I've, on the I've podcast. Posted, I've posted that Did on both Instagram and Twitter. spelling test wrong? Three <laughs> times. 
Uh, but it does mean when we are in uh, Amsterdam on Sunday, we'll be doing a podcast then to be released on Monday. And we only have two friends coming to Amsterdam. And those two people are Barry Castanola, who is... The fucking bull. What is the bull. Uh, one of our favorite human beings. We'll have him on. And finally, finally... Richard Massara. Who made the intro. King Muggle himself. He Who made, made, he, he made Mugglepedia. He made Mugglepedia. We will definitely have him on uh, the podcast, so that is one to look forward to as well. Apart from that, g- genuinely, Europe is... It's just... It's the most fun. I know we have a couple of listeners over here. Uh, it's so funny to talk to them, and I'm like, do you understand everything that's being said? And they're like, yeah, we miss bits. <laughs> yeah, my bit. Yeah, just when we're drunk or money. Oh, uh, yeah, nobody understood the Amsterdam one, even my friends in Newcastle. Uh, apart from that, uh, we will talk to you later, you glorious bags of shit. Morgan's out.